Welcome to the In the Little Things podcast. If you feel that you might be missing out in the little things in life, things like joy, peace, purpose, and hope, well, it can be that distraction and busyness has gotten in the way. Hi, we are Jennifer Alhodge and Annabelle Arden, and we have created this podcast with you in mind. So often we miss out on the blessings that were meant for us. So let us encourage you as we journey together to pivot closer to God and see all the blessings he has for us. Take a deep breath, sit back, and God's got you covered, even in the little things. Welcome to this week's In the Little Things podcast. I'm Annabelle. And I'm Jennifer. Have you ever had days in which you think that everything that could go wrong goes wrong? Oh, never. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what my week has been to this week. I have been to my son's school, I think, this week out of five, da- four days, three of those days. Oh, no. And it all boils down to a class he has with his teacher. Unfortunately, my son is only seven. So he's having a difficult time with mm-hmm. his faith. Re- and that, I mean, that could be confusing at that age, especially if you've never encountered that before. Right. He's always been in a faith-based school. And this is the first year in which I had to pull him out because of COVID and all, all the nuances with that. Put him in this new school. Mm-hmm. And it's just been so many things that he, from the new environment, from the new kids, you know, no friends, the new system of learning, everything is new, mm-hmm. and he's struggling. Uh, wow, that's shit. really sad. It's very bad. Um, At seven? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I've, I've really interceded for him. I've tried to really um, kind of explain to him as best as I can, but it's been a hard week. To say the most, um, he has been pressed. I have been pressed to stand firmly on our faith and to really move forward and let him know he is a new creation in Christ. So this week's topic is really, really good for anyone who is either questioning their faith or or really not understanding, okay, I live in this fallen world and I know I'm supposed to be walking through life with no problems. With no, why am I having oh, all these sure. problems? Yeah, you know? I know, but and I mean, and yes, yeah, so wonders. You everybody, know? you know, all of us are going through our own little, you know, nuances and trials and things. So this week's title is New Creation versus transformation so welcome i this week i've gone back to when i was a child and Mm -hmm. looked at my childhood and said okay what what in my life can i kind of figure out how do i address faith and a new creation and that you are going to go through difficult times how do i deal with my son and in explaining such a above and beyond concept that even Nicodemus didn't understand why Mm -hmm. he had to be reborn and become a new creation Mm -hmm. he was an adult he had schooling oh that's a great study you know oh it's it's awesome when you look at the story of Nicodemus and he he asked what do you mean I have to be a new yeah how can you do that how can you be born again exactly and told him we got to be born of spirit and of you know of water which would be the 
human birth and of spirit, which is birth in Christ. Exactly. How do you explain that to a Mm seven-year-old? So what God really laid on my heart was when I was little, Mm -hmm. um, my dad used to love, love, love gardening. It was one of his passions. And us kids, we hated it because every day and every weekend, we would be required at least 30 minutes of picking weeds. Every day or just on the weekends? Like 30 every minutes every day, day too? And the weekends, it was an hour. Oh, my goodness. See, my Saturday. kids complain, complain about 10 minutes of weeding here and there. Oh, no. We had <laughs> we had a huge yard, front and back, that okay. was full of azaleas, wow. full of oak trees, full of beautiful oh lush. It looked be like a garden. It was wow. absolutely. I have albums that my dad took of these pictures of his, of his garden, and he kept winning the Garden of the Month, which meant that um, our water bill would be cut <laughs> in half. Oh, nice. Because of the fact that he would use a lot of the water to water the garden. Right. So they would cut the, the, the water bill in half, and it was the incentive for my dad. Right. He's like, oh, yay. So um, <laughs> we for us, it was excruciating. For my dad, he loved it. Well, I say all this to say when I got married, my husband had a green thumb. I didn't know it at the time because we both lived in separate apartments and two separate and parts of And if you knew it, you would have been like, oh, I have to think twice. I don't like uh, weeding. <laughs> yes, exactly. I didn't know he had a green thumb or had an interest in gardening. And uh, we lived um, about approximately 15 minutes apart, both in the uh, in apartments that have balconies. And he had tons of plants, but I never really noticed. I don't know why. But um, when we moved into our first home, he built a um, gazebo that he initially just put plants. But then one day he went to the to Biosphere and mm-hmm. bought milkweed. Oh, that's what butterflies like yes and so we started having tons of of monarchs and zebra butterflies make their homes and have babies and so he enclosed it with a screen so that you they Mm -hmm. wouldn't get squirrels and lizards and you know all the birds the birds yeah we got a beautiful tree yeah beautiful birds who love butterflies (laughs) that love butterflies and caterpillars and so he enclosed it and one day I was in the garden, in the butter, butterfly sanctuary is what we called it, and I watched the butterflies and them, you know, just flying around, and I saw one land, and it was huge, this butterfly, and I asked Alex, what kind of butterfly is that, because I really was clueless on anything regarding mm-hmm. insects, I don't like insects, but um, he told me that right there is a monarch. And when they're a caterpillar, they have yellow, orange, and I think green okay. and white stripes. Mm-hmm. And they we used get... to have those, I think, in our garden. Yeah. Back in Michigan. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, then they're the biggest. Are they the big cater... chunky caterpillars? Yes. Yeah. They're yeah. very chunky and they're very long. They almost look like a worm. Huh. They're very long. Um, one day I was just watching, you know, trying to learn the butterflies, really as a connect with my husband because he was passionate about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't care for it, but I did it for, for his sake. Um, and one day I, I noticed a big butter, a caterpillar mm-hmm. crawled up on, underneath a leaf, made like a J yeah. out of him and connected to the bottom of the leaf. And slowly, within the next couple of days, he started to spin into a chrysalis. 
but the chrysalis literally was like half his size. It was like yeah, they're this not big. big. They're not right. that big. The butterfly, I mean, the caterpillar was might be several was inches but... longer and bigger. And I thought, how is that possible? He can crawl into this small little chrysalis and survive. How is it possible? So I asked. I've only Alex, seen him in butterfly form, caterpillar form, or I've never actually seen one form like forming a chrysalis. Like I've gone to the Epcot, you know, Florida, Central Florida. Epcot has once a year during their what is it, the Flower, Flower Garden, Garden yeah. show? Mm-hmm. They have this big butterfly sanctuary, mm-hmm. and you can go, and that's where I have seen the chrysalises. I've never really seen them out in nature. Ah, uh-huh. well, we I because it was in our backyard, I would yeah. go out there every morning. So how and, did he do it then? So what he would do, literally, and this is going to grow some people out is pee consistently pee pee you see just drips and drips and you know just and I and I was like wow he has a lot to go you know and and so when Alex came home literally I'm like that is that's insane when Alex came home I said you know look at this this um caterpillar he's just continuously look at the leaves underneath it's just drenched he goes well that's how they can crawl, they can fit into the chrysalis wow. because they have to get rid of everything within them that they don't need in order to fit into the chrysalis itself. Mm-hmm. They get rid of everything in order to become a new creation. Interesting. And I was like, ah, <gasps> uh-huh. somewhere in the Bible, it speaks about becoming a. A, a new creation and it a transform it speaks about both new creation and transformation in this case the caterpillar presses itself in gets rid of everything it doesn't need to fit and be able to have the energy to make the the shield around it to protect itself okay. from the world and then uh, at the same time through the creation of God through what God has already instilled in that caterpillar as being a caterpillar, it gets transformed into a butterfly. But we become a new creation. And that's what's what in the Bible is very clear. Yeah, so that's I, I know this one. I gotta say it. Second <laughs> Corinthians five seventeen. It's a really popular Awana verse. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. How many times have I heard it with my five kiddos? No, so um Second Corinthians five seventeen says, "If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, and the new has come." So for me, like I'm grateful that for God, it's instantaneous. You know, like if you are, yeah. are a believer who has been serving the Lord for thirty years, you are a new creation. If you are a believer who just gave your life to the Lord thirty seconds ago, you already are a new creation. You know, you don't God have does to work it. You don't. For it. Yeah, right? you don't have to do all this stuff that a caterpillar has to do right. um, in order to be a healthy butterfly right Right. so when i think of butterflies i i've always loved this verse because i think about how butterflies you know as a caterpillar they're very limited i mean because Mm -hmm. they're moving around kind of slowly and that kind of thing and they're on the ground they're on the leaves and trees and we've talked about monarchs who Mm. um who migrate two thousand miles you know what i mean and so some of them on the way south they are living seven to nine months to be able to fly all that way. It's incredible. Um, not quite the same on the way up as I read, but seven to nine months flying. And you think about the freedom that comes with that and the, the things that they're doing. They're pollinating mm, along the way. Yeah. They're, um, 
you know, they're eating and all that, but they couldn't bring beauty to other parts of the world if they weren't butterflies. Right. They would be if they confined. couldn't fly that far. Right. Mm-hmm. So it makes me think about our um, purpose in Christ. We are instantly a new creation. Like right. We don't have to do anything for that. God has made us a new creation. We're not like partially there and one day we're going to get there. But there's also like a transforming that God talks about for us. Um, and that transforming is a way for us to grow and become people who can fulfill his purpose in right. our lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so there are a lot of ways in which we're transformed. And uh, that reminds me of what you said about the caterpillar. Put, now the caterpillar has to put up all this just to, tr- just to become a new creation, to metamorphosize correctly. Correct. Like you, what you said. So yeah. That, I found with my observance in the garden every morning, I did discover, for me it was eye-opening because I never really thought of it. I never really even, to be quite honest, cared about it really. But I noticed that if a caterpillar, and this blew my mind, if they did not get rid of every single drop of their baggage, mm-hmm. of all everything that they were, their makeup of of being a caterpillar. They didn't get rid of that. What happened was if they had just a little bit of water left, they would make the chrysalis and come out and their wings wouldn't be dry enough to fly. Or they would have a malformation on one of the wings. And what happened was each and every single butterfly that did not do it properly, did not give up absolutely everything, every single drop of everything, gotten eaten up by Ugh. ants, by birds, by by whatever, lizards, whatever was there. They couldn't lift themselves up to mm. be able to fulfill their full potential in their transformation into a butterfly. And so they were vulnerable to attack. Exactly. Right. And I, you know... So to me, I think of Satan, right? Absolutely. Who are we vulnerable to attack as Christians? Absolutely. And you know, everybody goes through suffering in the world. Everybody does at some point suffer in one way or another. For some people, it's more extreme than others, you know, and it's just a fact of life. As a matter of fact, I remember, you know, my husband, Ali, um, comes from a a Muslim background. And um, when he was atheist for for a while, um, he was actually atheist for several years before giving his life to Jesus. And when he was atheist, he was at the University of Hawaii, and there was a guy with a sandwich board wearing a sandwich board that said, suffering in the world proves that God doesn't exist. Wow. And so he went up to the guy, and he's like, you know, that's totally illogical, right? And the guy's like, oh, um, well, are you a believer or something? Or, you know, why do you say that? And Ali said, no, I'm an atheist, but that's not why. I mean, like, suffering, it doesn't prove or disprove anything. I mean, you can't go anywhere with that. It's just a fact of life. It's just something that is, you know, and, and the guy kind of chuckled. He was, he, it turned out he was actually with Hawaii's Youth for Christ. Wow. And it was a topic of a discussion they were having. They had this forum every week at the University of Hawaii, and they would invite people of different faiths, of different nationalities and perspectives to discuss a topic. And that was going to be that night's topic. And so he was truly just drawing attention to this and it worked. Ollie went, Um, and over the course of six months, they, they talked to him quite a bit and it it led to wonderful discussions and eventually to, um, him receiving Christ. But all of that to say, I mean, a lot of people do think that they think that suffering the world proves that God doesn't exist and that is not true. And they think, okay, well, what about when you're a believer? 
does that mean that suffering isn't going to exist if you're a believer? And of course, that's not true. But we do have wonderful, wonderful um, promises in the Bible because when we are a new creation in Christ already, he did that, mm -hmm. right? Free gift. When we are a new creation, our perspective changes, right? Absolutely. And so we start to see things differently. And Paul was wonderful to just let us know in, in Romans 5, uh, verses 3 through 5, he addresses suffering. Um, and Paul suffered more than most in the Bible. I mean, he really suffered through a lot of the shipwrecks and stoning and persecution and Roman prison, which is, you know, not good and that sort of thing. But he, from, even from his perspective, he said, we glory in our sufferings. Yes. Like, mm -hmm. why would you glory or rejoice in your sufferings? That doesn't seem to make sense. But he says, because suffering produces perseverance, which produces character, which produces hope and that God has poured love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. So there's clearly a different perspective with suffering because we know that God will use, as believers, he will use everything in our lives. We've talked about it before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He uses everything both to our benefit and to the benefit of other people. Exactly. And um, I also saw in James 1, 2 through 4, this that kind of touches that as well. It says, count it all joy. Mm -hmm. My sisters and brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Mm -hmm. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be made perfect and complete, lacking nothing. When I looked at the butterflies that made it to mm -hmm. a full butterfly, and I saw them, it was amazing. I put them on my finger. Because we had a, a screen around the sanctuary and a mm -hmm. door that you had, they couldn't escape. So I would literally take, my husband or me would take the butterfly when it was fully, you know, the wings flapping and they're right. ready to go. We would take them out of the screen, put them on our finger and let them fly off our Aww. finger and up into the sky. And it was just so exciting mm -hmm. to see them soar up and see the potential of them no longer being vulnerable to the ants and to the lizards and everything on the floor because now they were up in the air and they were free to fulfill their potential. Right. Which now, God it had. doesn't mean they don't have, they still had predators, just like oh, as Christians, yeah. you're a new creation, but you're going to be attacked sometimes by, by different things, right? And yeah. We need to be strong, but it reminds me of a video I saw. These poor kids. Have you ever seen this video? Which of one? A butterfly that they're setting free. They had raised it from its little chrysalis, and it, you know, came out of the chrysalis, and they took it out and were videotaping, you know, it being set free, and it flew about 20 feet in the air, and a bird swooped down and grabbed it. <gasps> oh, they were oh, like, no. like, no! And I, it was just... I mean, it's funny to kind of laugh at, obviously, because it was so unexpected and the poor parents were mortified. <laughs> yeah, I mean. You can imagine, and the kids were like, what? Yeah. But, you know, there are still challenges. Yes, they're away from all those challenges. Just like there's so many things that in Christ are just easier to endure and to go through because mm -hmm. you are not alone. Right. You have God. You know that he's there with you. But mm -hmm. there are also going to be still attacks that will get to you and that you really have to lean into God on Yes, um, mm -hmm. things that you have to do. And so I just want to challenge you. If you are in Christ or out of Christ, no, if you are not in Christ yet, if you are not a believer, 
just know that you can instantly be transformed into a new creation. And once you are, for those who are believers, once you're a new creation, you can have a purpose, even in such a fallen world, that you can now fulfill that God has given you. And your life can be so meaningful. And so even those sufferings, the things that you go through, even those are things that can transform who you are into being like a person who is maybe more faithful, a person who can trust more easily, a person who can overcome obstacles a little bit easier because you've been through them before. Everything is kind of like a baby step. And then finally, one day, the thing that we all look forward to is being with God in heaven. Philippians 1.21, Paul says, hey, for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Amen. And to die yes. is gain. So living is Christ for him, mm-hmm. despite his suffering, that's what life is about. Your purpose is in Christ, in, in bringing him to others and revealing who he is to the world. Yeah. To die, though, to die is gain because you're in heaven. We're not going to be seeing as in a mirror. We're going to be seeing completely, fully, entirely. We're going to know it all. We're going to have the whole picture, mm-hmm. not like a, a two-dimensional blitz. thing. We, yeah. we see it all, and we're going to have our per- perfected bodies, right? Right. Um, so yes, we get to look forward to a complete transformation when we get to heaven. Even now, we get to enjoy the, the benefits, the benefits, of the, of... the lessons that we learn, the way that we grow through that, and just the purpose that we have in suffering. So my challenge is wherever you are, um, whatever you are doing, to see God in the difficulties and to lean into Him so that He can grow you, and that you can. Um, be even more faithful and more trusting and willing to do whatever he calls you to do. Yes, absolutely. And it doesn't matter in the case of the butterflies. It doesn't matter what you've gone through or what you're carrying. If you confess and you allow God to cleanse all that from you and you put your trust in him in Mm -hmm. faith, just that alone you become a new creation. Absolutely. There's I remember asking nothing. Ali about his experience. When he did come to Christ, he was alone in his room out in Hawaii. He, mm-hmm. he called me um, the next day, I think it was, or maybe late that night, and he told me he had had, um, he had, had a discussion with somebody in which he was trying to say, oh, those Christians are so crazy, those people you're hanging out with and talking to, and how can they believe this and that? And he's like, actually, they have a lot of good reasons. And he went into you know, a lot of those reasons. She said, what, are you one of them? And he said, no, I'm not. But he went back to his room that night and he thought about it and he thought, you know, I can't even deny it anymore. He'd been researching for like six months. Wow. That's a long time. He said when he gave his life to the Lord and he actually finally said, God, that's it. Mm -hmm. I can't, there's nothing in me that can do anything of worth right now. I just need you. I need you. That's all. And I just, I need you and I know it. And I know I've done all these terrible things. You know, I I know that I've sinned. I know I haven't been a perfect person and I I need forgiveness and Mm -hmm. I want it. And you're the only one who can give it to me. And I believe it now. Once he said that, Annabelle, he told me the weight of the world came off his shoulders. Wow. And it was such a beautiful testimony to me. Because for me, my salvation, I was young. I felt that Jesus was beckoning me toward him and I went. And um, for Ali... He had, he had a lot more experience by the time he became a Christian, so he was very well aware of mistakes he had made, of yeah. sins that he had committed. The way that, that the way he was living his life was not um, wholesome mm-hmm. or godly or even productive. Mm. Um, 
that kind of it, there was no purpose right yet. and once he gave his life to Christ, though, to just feel that weight lifted from him was right. incredible. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. And that and he that moment that he did that, that very instant, is when he became the new creation right. of Christ. Right. Now it's he been didn't... 20 years, 21, almost, yeah, 21 years, a little over 21 years now. So there has been growth, as you would, as yeah. you would expect, just yeah. like with anyone, you know. Um, there has been growth, of course, um, just like with any believer. Um, and that is the transforming that you can have, you know, as you walk with Christ and have relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there are so many people right now here in 2021 asking, I'm a good person. Why is it that, and that we have to suffer? Mm-hmm. Why is it that we have to go through what we went through in 2020? That is a question in which I encourage you this week to ask God directly. Mm -hmm. If you have that question and you're struggling with, why did I lose my job? Why is my health failing? Why did my dear one pass away? Why is it that I'm having to go through this? I encourage you, get on your knees, get in the word and get into prayer, community with God directly one-on-one for those answers. No one could communicate that more compassionately, more precisely than the God of love and allow him to transform you into the new creation in which you were intended to be. Understand that it's only through faith and trust in him that the new creation can occur. So thank you so much for listening today to our podcast. And again, if you have any questions, any suggestions, anything at all, feel free to write it on the podcast site or go to AnnabelleArdent.com and I will be more than happy with Jennifer to read it privately and answer it privately. Hit the like button, the subscribe button so that you could be made aware of the new podcast coming out when it comes out, the new episodes. And again, have faith, allow God to transform you through that faith and trust in him as you come to the next week. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye for now. Bye. Oh, it's been so awesome spending time with you. Thank you for listening to today's In the Little Things podcast. As we navigate this journey together, I highly encourage you to hit the subscribe button so you will not miss the upcoming episodes. Feel free to share this with anyone you feel would be inspired, encouraged, or strengthened. And if you'd like to know more about the Annabelle Ardent Ministry, you can go ahead and push the button on this podcast, AnnabelleArdent.com. There you can find more information on the ministry itself and all the upcoming events, any new uh, merchandise that you can um, you can get for birthdays and stuff, you know. And also, if you wanted to leave any comments or anything private, you can do it there as well on my Connect page. Uh, for now, I just want to thank you again for being with me. Um, hit the like button. If you uh, like this podcast and uh, may God love just bless you and, and embrace you this week as you encounter him on a personal and closer level. I hope that you will see God's love in the little things 
And uh, for now, I will see you next week. And until then, know that your presence has been purposed. Thanks again. Have a great day. Bye-bye.